0: Hi, I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy, a naturopath, healthy ish lifestyle architect, body joy seeker, and french fry activist. And you're listening to 100% healthy ish. Here's the thing as a naturopath and an intuitive eating health at every size health coach, I have seen every angle and end of the health conversation. And after years of clinical and coaching experience, I've developed a framework for feeling good and having fun that I know you're going to love. To be healthy-ish, we move beyond the boring basics and consider some-ish you have never thought of before when it comes to your health. Are you ready? It's going to be fun. Let's go. All right, we are going to get into it today. It has been a wild month and so many things have popped up. In terms of my overall health and well-being, physically, mentally, all the things. And I wanted to do a little recap of that and then also show you how I am adapting my healthy-ish blueprint so that you can understand how we can work with the ebbs and flows of just actual real life and being a human being that lives in a world that is not always perfect, that is at times too busy and stressful and overwhelming. Um And how we can look at that energetically and how we can look at it medically, naturopathically, and then blend all of these things to shift the way that we're approaching our well-being so that it doesn't become a full-time job, so that we can keep living our life and doing our best and having fun even when our body is maybe not working optimally or perfectly or anywhere near perfectly, to be quite honest. So I want to take you through that. I want to take you through what's happened for me, um, the information that I've gathered through lab work, and then, you know, just reflective conversation and consultation with others, and then what I am switching, and some of the bigger mindset pieces that I'm working on as well. Um, this episode is all about being the healthiest version of myself. And I'm hoping that if I offer this up, you're gonna see how you can be the healthy-ish-ist version of you. I want to start at the beginning of April. If you remember, I posted a podcast about gratitude. And and I was sort of tongue-in-cheek joking about the fact that gratitude was sort of cringy, but that I'd somehow found my way there and was really reveling in how good it felt to just be peaceful and present in my life and managing the ups and downs. And I said in that episode, I don't want to jinx it. So this episode went live on April 6th. If you haven't listened to it, you can go back and listen. Um, But I recorded it on April 1st or 2nd, like the very beginning of the month. And um, I was sort of joking that I didn't want to jinx it because it's the first time that I felt like I had really sunken into that spot. And a lot of stuff was going on, but I just felt like I was really weathering it so well. And then, you know, the spoiler alert here is that very quickly things sort of became chaotic for me. And as I was talking through this through with a friend of mine, Megan, um, who is one of the expert collaborators in the healthy-ish one-on-one deep dive, the healthy-ish life deep dive, um, she's there to help with boundary setting and speaking up for ourselves and shadow work. She does amazing things. Um, She'd be an expert collaborator that you could potentially work with if you signed up for the deep dive. But anyway, she and I were out for a walk and we were just talking about um, everything that had happened. And she really reflected back to me like this, this has been a lot. Uh, and I think I sort of knew that, but I was still being really hard on myself because I had not been able to hang on to this place of peace and gratitude. I was um, spiraling, to be honest, a little bit. So let me just tell you, let me take you back, take you through all the things that happened. And I also want to say that I just also recognize that there are much bigger things happening for many people in the world. And so I just want to offer that that is one of the reasons that I have trouble accepting at times that things in my life are too much because I'm constantly comparing them to others. And it's, yes, we want to keep context and perspective on our lives and we don't want to over-dramatize, but I know so many women that do this. It's, it's like there are a million and one things happening in your life, but you just sort of pretend like it's all okay. You know, like everything is fine because you know that there are people that there are other people that sort of have it worse. So I just want to recognize that because Megan did that for me and so I just want to do that for you as well. If you have a lot going on, it doesn't matter if someone has it worse. If you have a lot, it's a lot. So this these are the things that were going on. So when I recorded the gratitude episode, I mentioned these major tax bills and I you know in that episode, I sort of said, yeah, we're just, we're going to roll with it and we're going to figure it all out and it's all good. And, you know, we're mostly mildly prepared for these things and we'll figure out the rest, but it was still big. Um, I had one, my older girl was sick with um, an ear infection and not the end of the world, but she was home a lot. And and this is just going to play into things as I, as I go forward through this, but um the week before i even recorded that gratitude podcast she'd been home for a week with a virus uh, she the weekend she seemed to be good uh, the monday i was recording the episode the monday's when i got the tax bill information she came home sick from school again because it seemed like her ear was really bad and i was it was bulging and i was worried that she was going to have a burst eardrum and we currently do not have a medical doctor so our medical doctor retired early. We are without a doctor and it is literally impossible to get any kind of help when it comes to health issues at the moment. And that is stressful. It just really truly is. It's very, very stressful. I don't know if others are going through this, if you're going through this, but it's super hard. So just get her settled calm her down, put her to bed. She goes to sleep. My other daughter comes home from school and goes out to our backyard trampoline. And she's with a friend and she, they're having a snack. They start jumping on the trampoline and she breaks her ankle. And that was just, you know, a really late night, lots of stress, uh, a week of waiting for surgery, not knowing when it was going to happen, her not eating, doing everything for her, trying to make sure my other kid is sort of taken care of even though we're like mildly ignoring this earache and and treating her just with like herbs and supplements for which I'm, you know, very grateful. My in-laws got COVID. Um, My mother-in-law in particular had COVID first and she is my father-in-law's caretaker and she had a broken hand and COVID and was trying to care for her husband. And so my husband was gone all the time trying to like You know, he couldn't be in their apartment, but he was trying to, you know, we were making food and sending it over, checking in or just, you know, trying to do what he could to help out. So that was going on. Um, And I got a cold in here because this was the Easter weekend And we had some family members come and I definitely had a cold that was in my sinuses. And I'm going to be honest, I just couldn't take it. I was like, I can't, I can't deal with this. So I had some Flonase from a terrible sinus infection that I had in August. And I just decided like, I... I can't go through that again. Like this cannot turn into a sinus infection in the middle of everything that is going on. So I used the Flonase just to help deal with the cold. So I was just like, I'm just going to use this Flonase once a day. I was also supplementing and I'm just going to ignore this and keep going. Cause it's like all I could sort of do. So just sort of ignored it. But I really noticed that, um, fatigue was starting to build and it felt understandable. You know, there was like all these things going on. Uh, You know, I was working through all of this. I never missed a moment of work. Um, And so fatigue was growing, headaches. uh, My caffeine kept creeping up. And like as caffeine was creeping up, um, my blood sugar started to feel a little bit weird. And then on the 14th of April, I got what I, you know, in the newsletter that is going out today, I call it the wobbles. And no joke, it just felt like I was on a boat. And even as I'm recording this, it's like starting to ease up. It's starting to get better, but it is still here. And so it all just started to feel like a bit much. You know what I mean? And I and I actually started to panic a little bit. Um... I just felt like there was something really wrong with me. And it's interesting how we can go from feeling so good in our bodies and the way that we're managing things to feeling so bad. And I just started to feel like maybe there's something really wrong with me. Like I was worried about my blood pressure and I was worried about my heart. You know, women my age, we have to think about these things. I was worried about my thyroid. I was worried about my blood sugar. I just, I felt so wrong. And, and bad. So here are the things that I was exploring. I'll take you through what I started exploring and then I will take you through how the changes that I made based on what I what I found. So the first thing that I decided to do was a whole bunch of lab work. So um, as part of this healthish blueprint if you haven't heard already, um, I just like fully launched the healthiest one-on-one the healthiish life one-on-one deep dive, program which is a fully concierge health and wellness experience that is just so beautiful you are going to work with me you're going to get this 10 plus page blueprint you are going to work with a team of experts that I I vet and suggest and you approve to help in any areas of your health and well-being where you're really struggling um And if you are, I have five spots open for spring. And if you are one of the first three to sign up, you're going to get up to $1,000 worth of lab work taken care of as a bonus. And so I've been like resetting up my privileges at certain labs or my accounts with certain labs that I haven't used in a while. And, you know, one of the things that I always do when I'm setting up a new account at these places is I often run the test on myself. Just to like remind myself of what the process is, to try to troubleshoot, to get the results back, to make sure it's all valuable. So, I had just reinstated my privileges at um, a blood work lab here in Kingston. And I decided, you know what? Forget it. I don't have a doctor, I can't get any help. So, I am going to run this Mondo, like super enhanced healthy living assessment, which is like a panel, very, very specific to this lab. Like it's not something you can just go anywhere and ask for, but it's a, um, you know, it's a panel that this lab put together and it includes the basics like complete blood count and ferritin, but also metabolic markers like calcium and phosphorus, glucose, hemoglobin A1C. We looked at thyroid, inflammatory and cardiac markers like fibrinogen, C-reactive protein, um, erythrocyte sedimentation rate uh we looked at kidneys liver electrolytes lipids like cholesterol and triglycerides and hdl and ldl we looked at b12 and vitamin d and insulin and just like all the things okay like i looked at all the things i also went and did um just my blood pressure and my pulse rate just to check on my vitals um And what I found was that my blood pressure is very low. It's kind of considered optimal, but it's sort of veering into this, you know, both my pulse rate and my, I mean, my pulse rate is like low normal, and that's probably because I exercise a lot, but my blood pressure is considered normal, but it's also sort of veering into this funny territory of like, if it's too low, you can start to feel quite tired, right? So there was that. Um my red blood cell count was low. My MCHC was high and my vitamin D was low. And so what I took from that is that, um, most likely what I think is happening is that I have a little bit of macrocytic anemia, which is a B12 folic acid, uh, insufficiency. And so, um, I was just gathering all that information at the same time as I was waiting for results. I started to really assess how my adrenal glands are being taken care of. So, the adrenal glands are these two little glands that sit on top of our kidneys and they help us respond to stress. And the thing with me that I know is that I am through and through a work hard, play hard kind of person. And this is not what my energetic ideal is. I have talked about it on the podcast before, but I am a projector and projectors actually need a lot of space, a lot of downtime, a lot of time to be creative, to create, to learn, to experiment, to play, to grow, and that was actually the number one you know if if there was like a new year's resolution that I had or a business goal that I had for this year, it was to work like a projector, to stop working like a generator. Because if you're a generator, that's great for your energy system. But if you're a projector, it's not. And I think that there are parts of this year that I was doing a really good job, and then other parts where it had fallen apart. So I was just looking at my work habits and you know, nonstop to-do lists and getting up really early in the morning to get my exercise in and then feeling anxious. I'd be there was a morning where I was out walking or jogging at like 6:15 in the morning. I had gotten up at 5:45. I was out, I was enjoying it, of course, but then this anxiety started to creep in because like I needed to get back to get going with my day to get all the things on the to-do list done. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. There is no way, I don't care what your energy type is, there's no way that you should be. Stressed out when you've gotten up at 5:45 to start your day to fit everything in, right? If that's happening, we need to reassess and reevaluate what's happening in life. So um yeah. So I just was like assessing what is going on with this nonstop to-do list and this push, 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 and when did this sneak back in and what is going on? Um, exercise habits tied to that. Uh exercise is great for us, we know that, and particularly for me. Exercise is definitely part of my stress management plan, but I did a, a really thorough one-on-one session with Lisa Lavoie, who is the human design expert um, who's part of the Healthy-ish Life one-on-one deep dive. Everyone who signs up for that deep dive gets a, a big session with Lisa and me together to go deep into their human design And it's included, it's part of your blueprint is going to be deeply looking at your human design. And one of the things she said is, you know, you should take a look at some of the ways that you manage stress because, um, or some of the things that you engage in, because a lot of them are quite stimulating to the adrenal system. And this, so this was like December, I think we had this session and I was kind of like, is it, I don't know, is it? But then her words came back to me as I was reassessing the way that I'm moving my body. Because yes, it helps to quell anxiety. It helps with my mental health. But I, I was doing so much and pushing so hard and um, just realizing that it was probably being quite hard on my adrenal system. Having to get up every morning at a specific time to get this thing in, to get the day going, I just felt like it. that doesn't feel very projector of me either. Um, also I was looking at caffeine. So caffeine was increasing, increasing, increasing. It's that like all too familiar cycle that most people know. Like I was pushing my adrenal glands harder and harder, some of which I could control, some of which I couldn't. And in order to cope with that from a, from just a, a being cozy perspective, as well as an energy perspective is I was increasing the caffeine in my day. And, it was definitely affecting my adrenal glands. I could feel it, and then I was also reevaluating the cold plunges that I do. If you follow me on Instagram, you know how much I love a cold plunge. I love it, but that can be quite hard on the adrenals too if you're not in the right spot. So, um, yeah. So I just, I just to put it all out there. I was assessing all of that when it comes to my body. Uh, I was looking at soreness if there was muscle or joint injury happening. I was really thinking about my fascia, doing a lot of fascial work and fascial releases. I was assessing my sleep, um, noticing patterns with my blood sugar over over the course of the day. And one of the things that popped up in a really big way at this time, and I just want to throw it out there and see if you resonate with this, as my body was not functioning well I started to notice that I was hyper fixating on how my body looked. So my body wasn't working well. I was wobbly and dizzy and headachey and tired. And I felt very like not resilient. And I started obsessing about how my body looked. And feeling very down on it. And it sort of became like my body became proof I was obviously doing something really wrong when it came to taking care of my body. So I was just noticing that. As far as mind and energy, you know, you know, definitely looking at this projector-ness of me and all the ways that I was overriding that, but also taking note of the predominant emotion that I was in at all times. And that emotion was overwhelm. I just, over the course of every day, I started to take note, what is the predominant emotion that I am currently in every day? And I would just check in with myself multiple times during the day. How do I feel? How do I feel right now? How do I feel right now? And it was mostly overwhelm. And so I started examining under that, like, what is happening? It was like a lot of, a lack of space, a lot of, a lack of time, a lack of control over the wobbliness that I was feeling. It was just a lack of space and time and control. So those are all the big things that I was sort of assessing and looking at and noticing. So what have I shifted up? So when it comes to my body, if we start with supplements first, um, I've added in, I just actually finished up a round of supplements that were really geared toward digestive system and um, inflammation. So I'm just switching up the protocol and it's going to be really focused on uh, vitamin D3, a sublingual B12 and folic acid, vitamin C to bowel tolerance, because there's an inflammatory aspect to this this post-viral, um, you know, the wobbliness, the actual medical term for it, what I have discovered is post-viral uh, labyrinthitis. And it's just like, when you have something happening in your sinus or inner ear and your balance goes off. And it typically resolves within 10 days. I'm at day 10 or 11, 11 right now. And it's much better in the past two days. I still feel it. I feel it as I am recording this. I feel like I'm on a boat. I'm swaying just a little bit, but it's much better. Um, but it's, what's really interesting is a couple of days I took uh, a leave, which is naproxen, which is an anti-inflammatory, a very strong one. Uh, because the fatigue was so bad and the headache and this wobbliness and interestingly it all got better so I'm doing some curcumin and some vitamin c to bowel tolerance just for inflammation probiotic which is just like typical for me and I'm focusing on minerals some trace minerals right now but I might switch to this these like hypertonic salt water shots um because i think they might be good for my blood pressure as well as being great for restoring electrolytes and trace minerals so i just like fine-tuned and tailored up my supplement protocol and just a reminder this is for me based on my lab work and my body and what i know about me i'm not your naturopath at the moment i would love to be and i don't know what's going on with your body so um If you want my recommendations, you know, get in there and do the healthy-ish one-on-one deep dive, or there's an a la carte option as well, which I can link to in the show notes. As far as movement goes, I've just set myself on a path of slow and less. So I'm not running at the moment. I had just signed myself up just for tennis lessons that I was so excited and um, just like thrilled about, and I just canceled it yesterday or the day before. I'm going to maybe try for June, but I just felt like I needed I needed to not add more to my plate. I needed to pull back, so I'm just walking. I am doing, again, tons of fascial releases and maneuvers, especially in my head and neck, because with the balance and the wobbliness, I feel like my eyes are working over time. My scalp is just like if you just put your hands on your scalp, put your fingers in your hair and just massage your scalp, particularly like behind your ears and up by your temples. I just want you to feel the tension that's in there. Like my head is carrying so much tension, the the muscles in the side of my neck and in my jaw. So I'm just trying to release all of that. I've noticed that that and doing some vestibular work, like doing some eye tracking exercises is really helping with the with the wobbles, with the dizziness. Caffeine is out. Actually, caffeine is not totally out. Coffee is out. I am not starting my day with coffee. I am drinking dandy blend, which like is not coffee, but for whatever reason, it tastes really good to me right now and it's filling the hole. It's a chicory root product. And then I'm having, I'm actually drinking a black tea right now. So I'm having a little bit of caffeine in the afternoon, but that's about it. Again, it's not going to be out forever. I did have a coffee on Sunday. I think on Sundays or weekends for a little while, I'll let myself have a coffee, but particularly on days when I'm working and I'm busy, I just like, I need to not start my day by exercising hard and coffee and sending my adrenal glands and blood sugar and all the things into like a spiral. Food, uh, I've been very gentle with. I'd say the one thing I'm having, I'm being sure to have protein with every meal and snack. Um, Typically just like high quality protein, like nut butters and nuts and hard boiled eggs and meat. And um, I'm also having some protein smoothies. I'm going to put the recipe for my favorite smoothie at the moment in the newsletter that goes out later today. So if you're not already on that newsletter list, get on there. I'll put the link in the show notes. If you get my free healthy starter guide anywhere on Instagram or the website, you will automatically be put on the newsletter list. So get on there and I'll share my favorite protein smoothie with you because honestly, I hate protein powders. I hate them. I think that they ruin things. Um, Same with green powders, but I am needing a fast, quick, you know, protein filled, greens filled smoothie to help me at certain moments of the day. And so I found this way to get it all in, in a way that tastes really good. And I'm sharing that in the newsletter. And then some protein bars for like sticky, tricky moments when I just like, you know, need to get something in. As far as my environment goes, um, this has been big because it has been a month of not having a moment alone in this house. And for me, as a projector, as someone who sits very firmly in the middle of introvert, extrovert, having space and time alone is like key to my well-being, and I have not had any And I don't know when I'm going to have some, because to be honest, uh, I've still got a, I've got a kid home right now with her, with her foot. So um, what I've decided to do is just rearrange things. I mean, I rearranged my office. I had just reset up my office when all of this stuff started and I recorded a podcast episode with Amanda Gibby Peters. It's going to go live in like, in May, I think at some point in May. And it's all about feng shui and the energy of our homes. And I had set my desk in the command position in my office. And she talked about the fact that that can like stir up so much energy and chi. And like a lot of people will message her after they put their desk in the command center. And that's like basically um, in a corner of the office or your space you're looking at the door. So you've got like a wall behind you where you kind of have all this support at your back. And then you can see everything that's coming into the room. And it really establishes you as like the commander of your workspace and also settles your nervous system because you can see everything that's coming into the room. But she says so many people will put their desk in the command center at her recommendation and then message a few weeks later and be like, I had to put my desk back. It was too too much. So she said, you know, maybe just, I just, I didn't put everything back, but I just shifted it a little to see if I could shift the energy slightly in the room. I also started focusing um, on the health center of the home and on the bagua, which again, we talk about in this episode with Amanda that's coming up. The Bagua is the feng shui energy map of the home. And, um, the, the health center tends to be in the middle of the house. And sometimes it's also the middle left side of the house. So it's interesting because the middle of our house is actually kind of empty. It's like this empty space where there's like connection points between the kitchen and the dining room and the living room and the entryway, um, now the kitchen is the middle left, so I am going to spend some time cleaning and organizing the kitchen in the coming weeks. But for now, to keep things simple, because I was already overwhelmed, Amanda suggested, you know, you could just focus on the center of every room. So I have these, like, you know, on my main floor, I have like beautiful coffee tables in the center of many rooms, and so just like cleaning them, dusting them, making them beautiful. Same with the dining room table, it's in the middle of our dining room, I just like cleaning it really well, putting some flowers, candles, fresh citrus fruit, like just like, you know, just energetically cleaning up those spaces. And then as far as my mind goes, it was really important to me that I not continue to feed into the emotion of overwhelm. I was starting to live there. I was starting to repeat it to everybody that I know. I was reveling in it, but fighting against it. Um, And so one of the things that kind of prompted me out of it was this post by Ben Neer. I talked about it already uh, in last week's newsletter and on Instagram, but I'm going to talk about it again because it's been so uh, transformative. Maybe that's too big of a word. It's been a real game changer for me. So the post is essentially about setting goals that you are fully in control of every day. It was a post about being unfuckwithable. And it was like, to be unfuckwithable, you know, we sort of need to feel successful every day. And in order to do that, we need to set three goals that we're fully in control of. And the three goals are or the, yeah, the three objectives of every day, it's number one, I am always surrounded by love. And love is anything. It is being loving. It is um, being loving toward yourself. It is just doing the basics to care for yourself. It's, you know, love can be from a pet. It could be from a stranger at a store. You know, it's, it's just this idea that we're in control of, feeling love. And if we're not getting it from outside of ourselves, we can conjure that feeling for ourselves. The second thing is I have beautiful life experiences. And so every day, no matter how wibbly wobbly or overwhelming, I am looking for the beautiful experience. And it can be big, or it could be as simple as, you know, last week, I was in a Starbucks picking up my tea, as I often do. And this like cover of Cat Stevens, song, the wind came on and it was like sunny out and people were walking around downtown. I just got like really emotional. You know, it was like, this is a, I have beautiful life experiences, even when it's just my son and my face in the sun, a beautiful song playing. We can create beautiful life experiences no matter where we are and no matter what's going on almost every day or every day. The third thing is I'm always learning and growing. And this is great because when we make mistakes or when we yell at our kids like I did this morning, or when we, you know, just need to feel successful, we can be reading, we can be listening to podcasts, we can be always learning and growing. So that's beautiful. And that has been really shifting my predominant Emotion every day away from overwhelm and into more of a sense of control and creation and joy, which feels really good. And then the last thing when it comes to healthy ish is sensuality and cycles. And, you know, of course, first and foremost, accepting the cycles of our lives, the ebbs and the flows for sure. But as I mentioned earlier, I started becoming really hard on my body like, really hard on my body. I was very upset with my body talking really negatively to myself and, um, feeling very emotional about every photo I saw of myself and every glimpse of the mirror. Like it was just, it was just like this added layer of negativity. Um, and again, I think it often happens when things in life are hard. I've seen it over and over and over again, that it feels like it just makes the most sense to target that feeling at our body because, you know, uh, in, in an overwhelming way, what we've been taught is, if you have the perfect body, you'll have the perfect life. So just like focus on your body, fix your body, and then everything in your life will be easier. Like this is the the low grade or the not so low grade messaging that we've most of us have gotten since we were little. So that was popping up and it didn't feel very good. So in addition to Ben Muir's three goals, I have also set a goal to be, the healthiest sexiest version of myself in this moment. And so like I'll ask myself when I'm getting dressed in the morning, what would the sexiest version of me put on? I'll also ask myself repeatedly through the day, what would the healthiest healthiest version of myself do in this moment? And it's just simple questions I'm always in charge of answering them. On any given day, the answers can be really different, Um, but it is helping me make decisions that are really good for me. And again, at the end of every day, I'm able to look back at these four goals that I have and really be successful in all four of them every single day. So um, maybe I'll give another update in like a month's time or something, but it feels really good things have been overwhelming and i just want to say that if you have been dealing with things like i have or even bigger bigger health concerns like i feel like i've had this i've talked about this before too but i feel like i've had this like laundry list of low grade things happening none of which are individually sort of diagnosable except maybe the labyrinthitis but like as a as a big problem but as all together it feels awful and there's no medication for all of it, you know, like I have to work on this a different way. But even if you're dealing with things like high blood pressure or diabetes or pre-diabetes or, you know, whatever it is, we can work on it. If it's autoimmune, if it's a digestive issue, like come to healthy-ish. Come to the a la carte offer that I have. Come to the deep dive. Let me take this off your hands. Let me set up a team to support you, to help you clean up all these areas. Over the course of five or six months, we'll work together and like clean up all these areas and create this map, this like guided map for you, which will likely look very different from mine, depending on who you are and what's happening in your body and life. Um, You don't have to do this alone. So, think about it. DM me on Instagram or email me hello at foodfreedombodylove.com if you have any questions. And don't forget, $1,000 worth of free lab work is up for grabs for the first three people that sign up for the deep dive. All right, that's it for me today. And don't forget, if you are interested in finding your best, healthy ish life, if you are interested, in getting a 10 plus page healthy-ish blueprint that is specifically and uniquely designed for you by me. If you want to go even further beyond that and, and have some coaching and accountability and a team of experts in the health and healthy-ish wellness field, handpicked by me, vetted by me and approved by you, then I want you to go to the link in the show notes called work with me and find out all the juicy details about both my a la carte and Deep Dive, Healthiest Life one-on-one Deep Dive programs. Life-changing, health-changing, whether you are managing difficult health conditions like diabetes or high blood pressure, or you are dealing with a long laundry list of subtle health conditions that no one will take seriously. I'm your gal. I'm here for you, and I want to help you feel vibrant and incredible and amazing in your body without giving up on any of the adventure or croissants that life has to offer.